gonna be great. What's up everybody? Oh wow, I killed the intro too early. I shouldn't have done that. And that bums me out that I did that. Anyway, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. This is the show where we just unpack a whole mess of news and the same thing, first of all, welcome everybody. The same thing happens every Tuesday. Here's what happens every Tuesday when I get to Tuesday Bro Tuesday is I have like 19 Chrome tabs open right now and literally like 15 different topics that I wanted to talk about. I couldn't even wind it down just a little bit this week. In fact, I'm probably gonna be changing the title because I'm not sure we're gonna even talk about what I have in the title. We are gonna talk about Cuomo, hopefully, and the New York ban that went into effect today. So welcome to Prohibition in New York. It's fantastic. What, what a time to be alive. We're hopefully going to talk a little about Congressman Raj, whose last name is something I can't pronounce, uh, Krishnamurti, Krishnamurti, Krishnamurti. I spent all day practicing this guy's last name, Congressman Raja Krishnamurti. Raja Krishnamurti, who I learned is only three years older than me, and that just completely blew my mind. I thought, how on earth is someone only three years older than me this completely out of touch with what's going on, not understanding tobacco, not understanding addiction, not understanding vaping, obviously, not understanding harm reduction, not understanding flavors in any capacity. Is it really out of sync? Is it too out of sync? I think everything, uh, unless everything's sounding good, sounding okay, maybe give yourself a refresh there. Maybe give yourself a refresh there, but, uh, but welcome, welcome, like I said. 8,000 billion different news things that I wanted to talk about, of which we'll probably get to like one or two, maybe, maybe hopefully three. I did wanna talk first off about the Reason Foundation panel that happened today. I RSVP'd, watched it on the Zoom. Fantastic, morning well spent. I, I plan on watching it multiple times because there's so much good information in there. I just don't know if there's a replay or anything. I don't know if there's a replay on YouTube. I don't know where we can access this stream that just happened, but it was it was great. It was a great stream, so I hope to talk about that. I was just furiously taking down notes, just watching the stream, just furiously taking down notes because I wanted to try to you know get some of this information back out there to you guys, back out there to you guys. We're doing all good now, Addy Tooney. I wanna give a real quick shout out to Mr. Addy Tooney in the chat. He's one of my moderators. I see him on a moderator on a lot of different channels and he always shows up and he's always there and he's always stoked and he always works hard. He 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 really does like serve the vape community and Addy Tooney, I can't thank you enough. I, I wish I could give you a thousand favors. I owe you big, Addy Tooney. Um, huge, huge shout out to Addy Tooney for just being the guy that he is for just being the guy that he is. First thing I wanted to start off with, first thing I wanted to start off with, um, someone in the chat, that it, it's gone now, I think his name was Steve. 
Steve said here, let's go back to what Steve said. And I just want to address this real quick because this is one of those quick little misinformation things that I feel like can easily get blown out of proportion and make people start thinking things that are not necessarily true just because of the way that it's presented. So Steve said in the chat, I just saw on a box of face masks that go over the ears that it won't help prevent you from catching COVID-19 or other diseases. That's not true, but that's something that if you're selling face masks, and the only reason I'm familiar with this is because I'm going to be selling face masks as, as soon as they come in, as soon as more come in, I'm going to be selling face masks. And if you're selling face masks, it's more or less like a cover your own ass thing. You can't make that medical claim. You're not allowed to. So they might prevent, they might help, which they definitely do help. I'm just not allowed to say that to you when I'm selling you a mask. And that's why it's printed on boxes. That's why it's printed on packaging. It's more of a liability thing. So if I sell you a mask and I'm making the claim that this will help protect you from COVID-19, from contracting COVID-19, and you wear my mask and you contract COVID-19, you can't sue me for me telling you that this mask will help you prevent, will help prevent COVID-19. That's, that's the reasoning why that sort of thing exists in the first place. So I just wanted to clear that up. Masks do help spread uh, COVID-19 or help prevent the spread of COVID-19. I just don't want anybody thinking that masks are, uh, masks are bucket because masks legitimately help. Legitimately help. Looks like we've got a few super chats already. I'm going to get to those in just one second. Just one second. Um, I guess the first thing, the real first thing, which is technically, technically the third thing, I guess, is to stay hydrated. Hydro homies. Oh my gosh, I'm empty. I got a little bit there. I got a little bit there. I got a little bit there. Um, welcome, everybody. First of all, how's everybody doing? How are you guys doing? Hello, everybody in the chat. Cherokee, I see you there. Lady Liberty, Neil, thank you for being here. Jeremy V, thank you for being here. Legion Vapes, standing strong. I see you every week and I love it. Neferon, how are you guys doing? How's everybody doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. You know, all things considered, doing pretty good. I'm uh, I'm still off of the shed time wagon for a little over a week now, and I feel great. I feel awesome. I've been able to sort of, uh, you know, stay out of my head so much. That's that's a big part of being in this quarantine. Is I'm just in my head all the time, and I'm staying out of my head, and I, and I'm trying to improve my mental health, you know, and I'm trying to just. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, it's, it's one day at a time, just taking it one day at a time. And so I've been feeling, uh, I've been feeling pretty good these days in spite of everything, in spite of quarantine and in spite of Governor, Governor Gavin Newsom telling us that Los Angeles is going to be continuing quarantine into the end of July. I don't like hearing that. I don't like hearing that. Irritable today? Yeah. A little bit irritable today. Well, thank you guys uh, for coming out. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. And okay, now I guess this is uh, what technically the fourth thing that I wanted to bring up. <laughs> fourth thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I posted a. Uh, I posted a little. Uh, I posted a little poll. I posted a poll on YouTube. And I want to discuss this poll that I put up. 
And I want to read some of the comments that kind of went around with this poll. Yeah, discount two zero. That's all you can do nowadays. It's just take it one day at a time, you know. And if you're feeling cruddy, you know, rest. T take some time and, and rest and come back. You know, uh, that's that's the most you can do. You have to self-care is, is really important, right? Silent drive, self-care. You know, self-care is really, really important. And that's what I've been trying to focus on. And so some days when I'm feeling overwhelmed or, you know, completely, completely discouraged and upset with everything that's going on in the world right now, I have to just completely step away. I have to not open Twitter first thing in the morning, you know, <laughs> opening Twitter first thing in the morning is just a bad idea. And I do it every morning. I do it every morning. And I don't know, I don't know why self-flagellation, I guess, just punishing, punishing myself. I just do it every morning. And sometimes I, I'm, I get aware of it and I go and I say, and I say to myself, Nick, put your fucking phone down, close Twitter. You know what I did to, to keep me off of social media and to keep me off of Twitter? And this isn't a good solution. I'm not recommending this to anybody, but it's kind of worked for me a little bit. I downloaded some games from the app store that are just quick little puzzly or type of arcadey type of games. And instead of, instead of opening Twitter, I'll just play this game for a little bit and then I'll close the game and I'll put my phone down. Like I'll forget that I was going to check Twitter or that I was going to spend five hours on Instagram. I'll just play a game for a little bit and it'll help me put my phone down. That's one of the big things, especially in this household, because <laughs> Casey and I are both working from home. We're all plugged in all the time. We've been realizing lately that our work day just sometimes doesn't end. It will be here. Her office is right next door to mine and we'll be working. And it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll shout across the, the hallway and I'll be like, ah, uh, pick. It's 945. <laughs> We're both still working. We've been working since like eight this morning and it's 945 and we're both still working because your work day just kind of doesn't end. It's just weird, especially when you, when you always have a phone or an iPad with you, you can always check DMS. You can always check Twitter. You can always check emails, right? You can always read that article that you had to read for Tuesday, bro. Tuesday. You can always watch that YouTube video of that thing that you were really interested in. It kind of just never ends. Legion vapes. Here's the answer to that question. Legion Vapes asks, join the cult of Animal Crossing. Uh, we have weeding. Listen, I love some good yard work. I love some good yard work as much as the next guy. I've been trying to buy a Nintendo Switch. They just are not in stock anywhere and I refuse to pay like $700 for one. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to not, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to gracefully bow out of Animal Crossing as much as I would like to play it with everybody. It's just not a thing. It's just not a thing right now. <laughs> it's just not a thing. Yes, Ranger, I work for 45 minutes. Is that what I said? Yeah, 40, nine, 8 a.m. to 9.45 p.m. some nights. And it's just silly and it's dumb. And you have, to, uh, you, have to, you have to step away. You have to call it a day. You have to call it a day. Um, off topic question that I'm happy to answer from William Snow in the chat because it's Star Wars. No, we gotta get to vaping stuff. Are you excited about Boba Fett being in the Mandalorian season two? Hi, yeah, fucking of course I am. 
I have a Stormtrooper tattooed on my throat. I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. I love Boba Fett, obviously, because I'm a Star Wars fan. He's going to be in The Mandalorian Season 2. I can't wait to see how that plays out because as far as I know, Boba Fett isn't a Mandalorian. He's not, he's not this is the way. He's just a bounty hunter that's not the Mandalorian you know, guild or whatever. It's going to be really interesting. I think that's going to be a great story. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Hydro Homies. Thank you for the reminder, New Wave Dave. Let's move on to this poll that I put up. And this kind of stems from something that I saw on Twitter that I'm not going to link to and I'm not going to really discuss, but it happened on Twitter and I don't like it when I see uh, members of the vape industry sort of infighting with each other, you know? Someone called other people out and some people called other people out and it kind of became this whole thing, big discussion regarding nicotine caps, right? Nicotine caps. And so I thought, this is really interesting. This is a really, this is one of the few like real divisive topics sort of left in the vape industry. How do we feel? How do we feel about nicotine caps? How do we feel about nicotine caps? Well, I put up a poll. Uh, Let's hope this goes to the right page. It did not. Let's go to this one right here. I put up this poll right here. The more people that answer this, the better. Um, the The question I posed, 815 votes. Do you support a government mandated nicotine cap on vapor products, right? And of course, this isn't just a yes or no question, but I posed it as a yes or no question just because I just wanted some data. You know, I wanted some information. We got 815 votes right now. Let me, I'm gonna refresh this so we can get the maximum, uh, you know, maximum accuracy as far as how many people answered, things like that. Okay, we're up to 848. And right now, this is what the poll says. Yes, no one needs 60 milligram nicotine. And I just threw that on there as like, that feels like a lot of people's reasonings. You might have said yes for various other reasons. And that's some of the nuance to this topic that we're hopefully going to talk about. 44% said yes. 56% said no. That choice should be up to the consumer. And I realize that some people also might have said no without necessarily, you know, without necessarily the tagline that that choice belongs up to the consumer. You could have said, you could have said no for a myriad of other topics. Logo, logo right there. That's how you know what you're watching. Tuesday, bro, Tuesday, in case you forgot what day it is. Nick caps equal less freedom. Brian Feeney, you you make an excellent point. Is that all we should be basing a nicotine cap on? I'm just playing devil's advocate because I agree with you, but is that all we should be basing a nicotine cap on? No, I don't know. I I don't know. Nephron, I I would not be here if it wasn't for 50 milligram. Uh, Lower milligrams would not have worked for me. Now I'm way down. That is an excellent, excellent point. One of the great things about vaping to me at least as it stands right now, is you have the ability to self-administer the amount of nicotine that you feel satisfied by so that you don't have to smoke deadly, empirically proven, deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. That's why I loved vaping so much. And that's why it worked for me. And that's why it worked for Neferon because we were able to decide what nicotine level we wanted. 
right? We get to decide what satisfies us. I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle is that self-administration, using it until you feel satisfied so that you don't have to smoke deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. And when I first started vaping, I went to the highest nicotine that I possibly could. I, I At that time, salt nicotine didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. All we had was traditional, you know, traditional nicotine. And traditional nicotine doesn't taste like, I mean, nicotine doesn't taste like anything, but traditional nicotine generally carries what, what people in the community and industry call a, a harsher throat hit. Meaning when you vape high nicotine of pH, you know, you can't get into pH levels of nicotine <laughs> that has a, a lower pH than, than salt nick, you get this intense harshness in your throat, intense harshness. So back in the day when you would start off and you'd start off with like 36 or 24 milligram, it was satisfying, but it was also very intense. And I didn't stay there that long because of that intensity. I went from 36 milligram after about a week to 24 milligram. I spent a few months on 24 milligram, maybe two to three months on 24 milligram. I instantly, you know, I wanted to go down even more. So I went to 18. I stayed on 18 milligram for like a year, two years, down to 12, down to six. Now we're down to three. And now I can go, I can do whatever I want. I can vape assault nicotine right now if I want to. But it's, it's all about self-administering. And with traditional nicotine, your tendency is you, you want to go down. When they've made nicotine, salt nicotine, so easy to vape that people maybe lose that desire to drop, maybe lose that desire to go down in their nicotine. And as it stands right now, there's not a lot of like steps in between. It's 50 or it's like 18 traditional which are very, very different things. We don't have anything that's like, hey, here's some pods that are 50 if you're a smoker. We don't recommend using them that long. Here's some 30s for when you wanna go down. Here's some 20s for when you wanna go down. Here's some, here's some 10s when you wanna go down. And here's some maybe even lower, six and three, one and a half. I, I know Addy Tooney for a very, very long time was vaping one and a half milligram nicotine. like. 0.5 milligram nicotine. That's, that's the tendency is to lower your nicotine. So here we go. The more people answer this, but do you support a government mandated vote nicotine caps? Even in, even in our own household, I had my wife, I said, go, will you go take the poll on my YouTube? And I was hovering over her and she said, turn around. I don't want you to see what I vote for. And I said, what do you mean? You don't want me to wait a second. What are you gonna vote for? Do we disagree on this? Sure enough, my wife and I disagree on this very topic. And uh, you know, we don't hate each other. I didn't get mad, you know, when there's no mad, you know, anger or anything involved, right? We just disagree. And it's something that we can pickle, you gotta get the front door, otherwise Nico's never gonna stop barking. <laughs> Brishy. <laughs> You know, and it's something that we could have like a discussion around. You know, we just discussed it. We just talked about it. And she brought up a lot of good points and kind of changed my mind, maybe just a little bit. And here's where we ended up with yes at 44%, no at 56%. And like I said, this stems from a sort of a Twitter argument that happened based on 
regulations that happened in Canada. Canada implemented a nicotine cap at the suggestion of their local uh, vapors association. The vaping association in Canada went to the government and asked, basically asked for a nicotine cap, which depending on how you feel about your government, seems like maybe a weird thing to do or seems like why would you why would you willingly offer up more government intervention into your life why would you say oh here take this <laughs> willingly as an american that seems weird to me and i think the first comment on here give them an inch and they'll take an entire interstate it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope because as soon as if the government comes in and says oh sure nicotine cap definitely and we all and, and everyone goes yes nicotine cap thank you thank you for the nicotine cap thank you for that and and they go oh okay good we got a nicotine cap on there the next time they come for something like say now the nicotine cap, uh, they tried it for a few years at 20 milligram and we're lowering it even further. At that point, do we get to say, well, we don't want it that low, we just didn't want 50. The government can just go, well, you already said this was okay. You already said this was okay, so we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna lower the nicotine even further. That's the slippery slope. And I'm not saying it would ever get this far. I'm not saying it would ever get this far, but what if the, the hypothetical question is uh, liquor, alcohol proofs? What if they say that the beer can't be this strong? Beer can only be 5%. No beer brewed above 5% is legal now. How would we feel about that? How would we feel about they can tell you how, how strong your coffee can be? how much sugar you can put in your coffee, how many flavorings you can put in your coffee. And look, that's an extreme example, right? But it's not completely out of the realm of possibility and it's a real slippery slope once you start letting the government tell you how strong your coffee can be, how big your soda can be, or how, how, how high the nicotine in your e-cigarette can be. E-cigarette, I can't believe I said that. Ugh, bad. E-cigarette vapor product can be. It's an interesting discussion. Uh, here we go. Yeah, David, do you support the government mandating how strong your coffee can be? Uh, Freedom Issue says, at first, I was all for the 24 to 30 milligram nick cap, but now we need to fight for everything in the industry to help Americans be able to make our own choices. Just the way that we're able to eat McDonald's, drink vodka, smoke many poisons and cigarettes, but vaping is the problem when it's helped at least 20 of my close friends and family stop smoking. It absolutely is the most effective product on the market, and that will all be gone if we start letting them choose how we vape. You're a very smart man, Freedom Issue. You're a very smart man. Uh, yeah, they should put a nick cap. Yeah, and they should put a cap on how many candy bars you can buy at once or soda or a car's maximum horsepower. No, the government needs to stay out of our lives as much as possible. Uh, this year, it's 60 milligram. Next, it's 30. Next, it's 15. Then y'all be like, okay, I only vape three or six but then they wanna ban it all together and then you'll care. Open that door and you may never be able to shut it. 
Damn it, that's good. Open that door and you may never, never be able to shut it. Never be able to shut it. So uh, this is the only thing I'm vaping today. It's it's the Asvape Hitta, and I and I only bringing attention to this because it has mystery milligram nicotine in it. No idea what the level is. I like it and I find it satisfying. I have a feeling it's somewhere between 12 and 18, but I don't really know because I took a bottle of I took a 60 mil bottle of three milligram, and then I roughly 60 mils. It was about half of a 120. So it was about 60 mils, probably closer to 70 or 80 mils. And then I put a Nick shot in there thinking this will make it good for a mouth to lung, you know, maybe like a 12 or 15 something in there. Truth be told, I don't know. I didn't do the math. I'm just vaping it. And it's really, really satisfying mouth to lung tobacco. Cheers. So yeah, it's the slippery slope argument, right? It's the slippery slope argument. And that's an argument that is demonstrable. This has happened in the past with governments. This has happened in the past with people of power. If you mean to tell me that you think that Jeff Bezos is only greedy for money, then that's hilarious. You think that someone can only be greedy for money and not greedy for power and not greedy for control? You see, the federal government, they run on our tax dollars and they have an endless supply of it because they can always just tax us more, right? And we all pay our taxes. The, the federal government has no, you know, no, no desire, no motivation to be efficient. They don't have to be efficient. They have no motivation to improve or be more efficient in any capacity because they'll always be funded. Imagine if you got a job somewhere. Let's say I got a job, uh, I don't know, Starbucks. Yeah. Something more original, Nick. You used to work at Starbucks. Let's say I get a job anywhere and they sit you down and they go, here's your salary and you don't have to do anything. I mean, you have to do something if you want to, but you don't have to be efficient. No one will hold you accountable. You'll always get a check. No matter how poor your performance is, you'll just always be funded. You'll always get a check. What would be your motivation to do your job any better other than being a good person and wanting to do your job better? They have no, you know, they have no motivation to, to improve or work efficiently or work in our best interests. They'll always be funded. Uh, Joshua, uh, no, <laughs> you can no longer vape nicotine on YouTube. You're vaping zero milligram, right? Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Zero milligram. Sorry. I didn't mean to in insinuate that I was vaping clean nicotine divorced from burning combustible tobacco cigarettes on YouTube. They'll just have a field day. I have to label my videos as drug paraphernalia anyway. Even this one. Yep. Have to label it as drug paraphernalia because we're talking about nicotine in an educational way. Wow, YouTube. Spectacular. Spectacular. Uh, I want to read a few more of these. Uh, I want to read a few more of these comments here. Woo lad. I am uh, totally against a nicotine level cap. What if they deem 100 milligram, 250 nicotine base for mixing as e-liquid and decide to keep lowering the nicotine cap lower than 60 milligram? I can't mix salt nicotine recipes that are supposed to be 50 milligram with a 24 milligram base. Also, as others mentioned, why let them control the strength of our liquids if they don't control the strength of our coffee or liquor? If they had... If they start being able to control nicotine to 60 milligram, there's no reason why they wouldn't continue to lower it. Just silly. Slippery slope. 
If words actually had their true meanings to the controllers, we could talk, we could talk about it. They don't. Yep. These are, this is just more nuance to this discussion, right? Tobacco product, addiction, smoking, children, etc. It just means whatever suits their purpose. I.e., if vapor products meant what someone could vape, it could be something to consider, but as long as the controllers are aiming to control, I aim to resist, and I aim to misbehave if they persist. Dude, patriot right there. Uh, when you start letting them micromanage you as an adult, they never stop, yeah. No cap, damn the Federals, here we go. After September, all the Nick Limit do, is going to do is make DIY harder. Supporting a Nick Cap is literally just shooting yourself in the foot while the government saws your leg off. Wow. <laughs> wow. Shooting yourself in the foot while the government saws your leg off. So let me play devil's advocate just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. In fact, first things first, let me get to some of these super chats that have been... Uh, They've kind of been sitting here. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate these super chats. R Bauer 25, very gracious of you, R Bauer. Six year vape anniversary got me through the army and now doing it as a trucker. Thanks for all the help. F and A, man. Awesome. Six year vape anniversary. Very cool. Neil, very gracious of you. Yo, yo, Nick, hope you're doing okay and your mind is treating you better. Anything you need, buddy, let me, us all know. Also, Max, go to bed. That's right, Max. Max? I'm not joking, man. Get to bed. Steve, very gracious of you. The makers of these masks can be allowed to see ya from COVID, yet we can't do the same with harm reduction with vaping and the government just bans it. The makers of these masks can be allowed to CYA from COVID, yet we can't do the same with harm reduction with vaping and the government just bans it? Yes. That you, yes. Steve, that is spot on. Spot on. The problem is, yeah, <laughs> spot on. I'm not crying, you're crying. They're very gracious of you. Thank you for always hyping Bule Bolu as it's now my morning coffee vape. Absolutely. Look, Bule Bolu is good. I don't hype stuff that's not good. I hope, I hope, I hope that everybody's on the same page with that. I hope that after 10 years, I've built up enough trust. I don't hype stuff that's not good. I only hype stuff I really, really like. Lawless Vapors. Uh, got my Grim SQ Squonk Recoil Rebel yesterday, and now I'm just waiting on those Grim Green hats to be for sale. Hell yeah. Right on, Lawless. Right on. I, uh, I'll have to hit up Signature Tips. I didn't know that they were still selling the Grim Green SQs. Had no idea. Ranger Man, very gracious of you. The problem with the Nick Cap is more concessions that we give the ants, the more they'll want. Just like with smoking. Yes. It seems weird, right? It seems weird, but there were huge groups of people and still are huge groups of people that much like we fight for the rights of vapors and our access to less harmful alternatives, there are large groups of people that fight for smokers' rights to be able, even in America, just to be able to allowed to be allowed to smoke. The market wants what the market wants. And that's the problem. <laughs> no, that's not the problem. The problem is the slippery slope. If you give them an inch, they take a mile. Dick Roller, I have a point to this. I have a point to all of this, I promise. Dick Roller, if heroin addicts can have safe injection sites and methadone clinics, smokers trying to quit should have 60 milligram nicotine, period. 
completely agree with you. 60 milligram nicotine isn't going to be a good fit for everybody. It would have been a great fit for me. If 60 milligram nicotine had been around when I was trying to quit smoking, it, it, I probably would have taken to it much, much faster. But trying to power through that 36 milligram, man, it was tough. It was tough. Clay, uh, very gracious of you. Didn't say nothing, didn't have to. Southern Comfort, uh, you got a real police state going on out in Cali. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk about that, and I don't want to talk about the police. The police just frighten me at this point. I'm actually terrified of cops now. I don't know if that's what they wanted, but fucking mission accomplished, guys, because I'm terrified. Uh, Nabil Nawab, everyone says don't give them an inch or they take a mile. How's that working out? Look, I know, we keep giving them inches, and they keep taking miles, and nobody remembers when, nobody remembers when we gave them an inch. We only remember when they took a mile. And we go, well, how did this happen? How did we get here? How did, how did, the, how did we get, how did we get here? Well, it's because you, it's because you caved at the beginning. And when you cave at the beginning, then that's it. Game over. Government wins. Government wins. Big Lou. Fucking banana, bro. Here's a, here's a fist bump for you, Big Lou. I appreciate that, man. Uh, chasing clouds and favor reviews. If we buy into the PMTAs, we are just funding our demise. <sighs> that's depressing as hell. And I don't even want to think about that. Anyway, I love you, Nick. Can I get a, oh, hell yeah. Uh, let's save that for a Thursday vlog. Uh, Grim, Grimsley, very gracious of you. Finally picked up a Grim Crit, Gnome Boy Mango through recoilrda.com. Got to support the best. Co- well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I very much appreciate that. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy the crap out of it. So let me play devil's advocate just for a little second here. This is something that uh, a lot of vape advocates have talked about. In fact, Matt Cully has brought this up a lot. Now, I haven't seen Matt around on Twitter lately. I wonder if he's taking a break. Where's he at? I have not heard from Matt in quite a while, but this is something that Matt has brought up multitudes of times on Twitter, and that is, well, in the United Kingdom, they have the nicotine cap, and that prevented a bunch of youth, uh, youth uptake. What about that? What about just having a nicotine cap and then it's going to prevent youth uptake and then they'll go, the nicotine cap works. Youth aren't picking up vaping anymore because they can't get high because that's all they really wanted to do in the first place was get high, not vape a mango flavor. That's the most, that's the most ridiculous nonsense to me. Ridiculous. Yeah, I said it. It's the most ridiculous nonsense to me that they think that the kids going after vaping are for flavors. Like, kids know about candy and cake, right? If they want, if a kid is sitting and they're like, I would like to have something sweet, I'll go eat a candy bar or I'll go get addicted to mango nicotine. The flavor thing makes no sense to me, makes no sense to me. And in the UK, that's what they did. They got a nicotine cap in the UK. It prevented youth uptake, and now there's no youth vaping in the UK. They've got a nicotine cap. Vapors are still vaping. A little bit of a more open free market over there as far as vaping goes, and that only exists because the youth uptake didn't happen because of the nicotine cap. Why wouldn't it work here in the United States? Why wouldn't a nicotine cap just completely prevent youth vaping or any youth vaping at all? Regardless, I mean... (laughs) See, that's a whole other topic. What if they're smokers to begin with? What we're talking about, in this case, what we're talking about, I think, is non-vaping, non-smoking youths 
picking up vaping. The num- that number is astronomically low. I mean, demonstrably low. All you have to do is read the, the National Youth Tobacco Survey to get that information, and you can see there is no epidemic. I mean, this is, a, this is a horse that's been beaten dead into the ground. No youth epidemic, right? Why not? Why wouldn't that work here? Is it too late? Has the damage already been done? Could Scott Gottlieb have done something like a nicotine cap in 2017 and prevented all of this? Possibly. He didn't. He could have, but he didn't. Maybe it would have worked in the United States. The problem we're at now is that we'll never know. (laughs) We'll never know if a nicotine cap would have helped because we, as it stands right now, we still have no nicotine cap and we don't know what's going to happen. If we institute a nicotine cap, what's an acceptable number of smokers that vaping won't work for? What's that number look like? Because to me, I think that vaping is so amazingly, I mean, incredibly, amazingly perfect for quitting smoking. I think every single smoker on earth should be able to quit the way that we got to quit. And I think if the government says, no, now only this amount of smokers are going to be able to quit the way that we quit. And those smokers that needed that 60 milligram, then now vaping's not going to work for them. And they're going to continue to smoke and contract, you know, lung cancer, heart disease, COPD, emphysema. What's an acceptable number of smokers that vaping will now not work for? Is there an acceptable number of smokers? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Here's the, here's, the, here's the bigger part of the bigger discussion, salt nick and traditional nick. This isn't something I'm really, I'm not going to bring up right now because I don't want to spend this entire stream talking about nicotine because I would, I really would like to get to, uh, to Congressman Raja and I would really like to get to uh, Cuomo and I would really like to play this PAVE video. I've been ignoring PAVE purposefully and it's time to maybe address a little bit of what PAVE is saying. Um, only because they committed perjury. And I think that's great. <laughs> perjury. That's awesome. Good. Well, good on you, pave. Good on you, pave. Grim Green, nope, because we know that youth vaping isn't the issue. It's a false flag. Look, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. To believe that youth vaping uh, doesn't exist is, is kind of a silly thing to say because it does. We know for sure that it does. There are youths that vape. The question is, were those youths prior former smokers of deadly, empirically proven, deadly, carcinogenic, combustible tobacco cigarettes who made the decision like we did to go to less harmful vapor products? The answer is, I mean, yes, vaping is displacing youth smoking. We have the lowest youth smoking rates of all time. So yes, youths are vaping but nobody's celebrating the lowest youth smoking rates of all time. You know, the real bad stuff. Nobody's celebrating that youths, when given the opportunity or given the choice, will choose the less harmful option. Not for the flavors, but they'll choose the less harmful option. What we need to focus on is that small, small, microscopically small number of non-smoking, non-vaping youths that have picked up 
that have picked up vaping and actually become like a regular user. We know from looking at the data that they're not regular, a lot of them aren't regular users to begin with. Adam E in the chat says, I was a three pack a day smoker and I quit with three milligram. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I, of course you did. I mean, I wouldn't expect you not to. I don't know exactly how to say that. That's awesome that you did. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that. People, people back in the day with, even with 18 milligram nicotine in, uh, you know, a, a mouth to lung type of thing, people were having a hard time quitting back then. And I guess we just have to decide what is the acceptable amount of smokers that vaping won't work for in the event of a nicotine cap. And in the United States, would a nicotine cap even affect anything? Would it? Imagine this. Imagine this scenario real quickly. There's a nicotine cap. It's 20 milligram, government mandated. There it is. No e-liquid and no cartridge can be more than, than 20 milligram nicotine. More than 20 milligram nicotine, right? And so everyone thinks, well, this is gonna stop the youths. Definitely for sure gonna stop the youths. <laughs> Definitely will stop the youths. What happens then when some dumb kid because kids are dumb. When some dumb kid takes 20 milligram salt nick e-liquid uh, and fills up a sub-ohm tank with it and then starts sub-ohming with 20 milligram nicotine, do you think they're gonna stop at a 50 milligram nicotine cap? Absolutely not. 100% not. It's only gonna get lower. We're only gonna be giving up more and more and more to placate them. We're We're... We're giving up harm reduction. We're giving up that to placate politicians because they think the 50 milligrams too high. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. We should never give up our freedoms to placate politicians. Politicians should be working in our best interests. It's insane to me. It's insane to me. Um, I had a few more uh, of these comments. I, I just wanted to see, there was one down here at the bottom that I thought was pretty good. I can't seem to find it right now. I can't see. I'm sorry. I should. Uh, I should have had this up. Okay, TMS. He brings up. This is bringing up a great point right here. TMS uh, 420 here. I am opposed to a government cap, but would support an industry drive cap. Right. So that we call self-regulation, and this is something that has been happening. Throughout the vape industry, uh, I mean, that's a reason why we have childproof caps on bottles, you know, uh, things like this. Self-regulation, self-regulation, you know, that's the, that's the free market dream, right? Self-regulation. If the industry decided as a whole, if the AVA, I don't know what other big groups, AVA, the VTA, they all came out and said, this industry in America, listen to this government, we're not going to go to you and say, please enforce this nicotine cap upon us. Instead, we've already done that. No need. Don't even have to pass that law. We're self-regulated. We, we already lowered our nicotine level down to maximum 20 milligram in any liquid or cartridge. We did that. Industry, industry driven makes sense. But asking, like going to the government and asking, please give us a nicotine cap, that seems insane to me. 
on one hand, it seems insane to me. And on the other hand, it doesn't seem that insane to me. It doesn't seem that insane to me. I feel like it could. <sighs> you got to pick your battles, you know, you got to pick your battles. I'm not going to die on this nicotine cap hill, but I really like having this discussion. And I really want to have this discussion with a lot of other people. I'm going to try to get some guests on this show. I should have brought my wife in here. We could have talked about it. I find it fascinating because honestly, I don't, I don't know if I, what, what side I land on. I think, I think it should be up to the consumers. I think it should ultimately be up to the consumers. That's where I think that's where I land. Ultimately, it should be up to the consumers. So uh, let's, uh, let's move past that just a little bit. Uh, this one now is the one we're going to be, uh, we're going to be looking at. That's right. Congressman Raja. Oh, Congressman Raja. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, he's actually terrible. He's actually a terrible person. But before we get there, <laughs> before we get there, dang it, it's 418 already. All right. All right. All right, fine. Before we get to Congressman Raja, I got I want to focus a little bit. Uh, I just want to apologize, I guess, and really send some love and some good vibes to all of the vapors and all of the smokers really in uh, in New York. New York State definitely, definitely uh, just banned all flavors, all flavors. Yeah, it happened statewide. If you have a flavored nicotine product, it is illegal, <laughs> straight up illegal illegal, bro. You're all criminals. Forget about even trying to sell it. You sold it illegal. Why did this happen in New York? How did this happen in New York? How did this happen in New York? It started with Ivali, right? Which before Ivali was Vapi. Ivali. That's what all of this is based on is Ivali. Cuomo continuously Cites the lung injuries, lung injuries. How many people did the lung injuries kill nationwide? Does anybody know the number? It was 48. 48 people died across the country because of Ivali. 48. And New York <laughs> and California and Massachusetts and uh, Oregon and Washington State and Illinois, you know, all the big MSA recipients they took that opportunity, those 48 deaths, they're standing on those graves banning a less harmful alternative to combustible tobacco cigarettes, which, by the way, in New York, still widely available everywhere. You can get them delivered to your house if you want to. You don't even have to leave your house. You can just have tobacco come to you, completely still legal in, in New York. How, and how did we get there? It's because of Cuomo. It's his, it seems to be like his personal vendetta against vapor products. In fact, I have this wonderful clip. I just want to play this so we can all get mad at Cuomo for just a real quick second. Vaping. What the crap, Cuomo? Vaping. All we have is the audio? Is better than smoking. Technically, yes. Come on, that's messed up. Yes, 
Como. Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yes. But so what? Technically, yes. But so what? I don't know why it won't play the damn clip. I don't know why it won't play the damn video clip. All we can hear is the audio and I don't know why. So I apologize. We've all heard it. We've all seen it. Cuomo is vaping better than smoking. And that hesitation, that hesitation in his head, you can just see the gears spinning. Like, how am I going to get out of this? Like, what am I going to, what am I going to say right now? Technically, yes. But so what? I... I can't believe he got away with saying that. I can't believe that there wasn't riots in New York City because of that. Could you imagine any other any other situation like that? <laughs> any other situation like that where it's like, well, this one's better, but so what? <laughs> you know, this one this one's healthier. This one's better for you, but so what? I'm going to ban diet sodas. <laughs> so what? So what? Ban anything healthy. So what? Is uh, eating an apple better than eating a Big Mac? Technically, yes. But so what? (laughs) That's crazy to me that he said that and everyone didn't. I mean, I still get mad about that. I still get mad about that. And that's Cuomo. That's just Cuomo. And I want... I don't, I don't see any New Yorker who smokes or vapes voting for Cuomo ever again. He will not be reelected. He cannot possibly be reelected after that. Cannot possibly. So Cuomo doesn't care about you. Clearly, very clearly doesn't care about you because he admitted that vaping is better than smoking and then just basically said, fuck you. I don't care. So what? Come at me, bro. That's that's well done. Good, good. Well, right on, Cuomo. Right on, Cuomo. Right. We have the Second Amendment. Technically, yes, but so what? Riots. There's a cure for COVID. <laughs> exactly, Stephen. Do we have a cure for COVID? Technically, yes, but so what? Good Lord, Cuomo doesn't care about you. Doesn't care about New York doesn't care about his citizens, doesn't care. You know, he made a big stink about ventilators and respirators during COVID and doesn't seem to care that all of it, you know, dying of lung cancer and emphysema and COPD, he's just like, smoke up, smoke up. You guys, I might've banned vaping, but cigarettes still totally allowed and legal and available fucking everywhere. So, Sorry you can't get your vapor products, but can I interest you in a Marlboro Smooth, maybe? They're much easier to get, and you won't get fined or jailed or businesses shut down for selling them. Still legal. You know someone else who doesn't care about you? Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy. Krishnamurthy. Before we get to Congressman Raja, who is one of the most wrong people just on earth, uh, let's do some more of these uh, super chats here, guys. I don't remember exactly where we left off. Big Lou was there. The banana was for the Boule Bolu respect. Okay, thank you very much, Big Lou. Clay, very gracious of you. Appreciate that. Jake Scrapwood, well, darn it. 
If we go by average, most only have six inches to give anyways. <laughs> Keep on vaping, brother. Appreciate that, Jake. Um, now, Nabby, Nabil, 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 Nabil. Realistically, Jewel messed up those Nick limits and brought this argument about with Salt Nick. I mean, they have 20 milligram pods. Bec I mean, they have 20 milligram pods because they do them here. Yes, uh, in the UK, 20 milligram pods. Yeah, absolutely. And here, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I want to believe, I want to believe that Jewel does believe that vaping is for adults only. And I want to believe that Jewel believes that this is a public health benefit in getting people off of cigarettes. And I want to believe that Jewel introduced 50 milligram nicotine in order to help those severely addicted adult smokers finally get away from combustible tobacco cigarettes because that's what I want to believe. Now we have to decide, did they do that for the smokers or did they do that as like, let's see how high of a nicotine we can possibly get away with releasing. I want to believe they did it for the right reasons. I want to believe they did it for the right reasons. All we can do is keep fighting. Don't give up. The truth will come out. Uh, time is a great healer. Fist bump. Definitely is, Daniel. I appreciate that. Always lost. Kids will be kids and the parents are not responsible enough because the government is taking over families and how parenting should be implemented, trickling into everyone's lives. You don't know how right you are, always lost. You have no idea how right you are. And this is something I've been saying on YouTube you know, ever since quarantine, I first saw, I don't remember who first said this. Could have been Michelle Mitten, could have been Matt Cully. Not 100% sure, but if there are still youths vaping right now during quarantine, when you're at home with your parents, then that, I'm sorry, the blame has always been on the parents, even more so now. If there are still youths vaping, I cannot wait for the 2020 National Youth Tobacco Survey. That's going to be a real banger of a document, isn't it? Real banger of a document. Maybe we're going to see this huge dip in youth vaping during, this, during the quarantine. And as soon as they go back to public schools and they're away from their parents, whoop, back up. If it's happening right now, it lies squarely on the parents, squarely on the parents, 8,000%, 8,000%. Uh, R. Bauer, 25, very, very gracious of you, man. I appreciate that. Also forgot to tip the first employee. Cheers, yes, my first employee. It's real, real exciting times over here. Real exciting times. <laughs> it's, it's just my wife. It's, it's not. I'm nothing fancy. Uh, Ranger man, very gracious of you as always. Kumo can eat a personal electronic nicotine inhalation system. That he can. <laughs> that he can. Uh, Grimsley, very gracious of you. Forty-eight people died due to illegal carts, so they ban flavored e-juice. But two thousand kids under twenty-one die a year from alcohol-related deaths, and they will never touch that. Yep. A hundred percent. You know why? Because alcohol already had its prohibition and it, and it ended. And now alcohol 
it's like a societal thing, man. You know, it's a social thing. Everybody who's who do, who hasn't said we should go get a drink sometime. You want to go get drinks, dude, we should get a drink. I could use a drink. Who doesn't love a good drink? It's a normalized societal thing. There's ginormous billboards up and down Hollywood Boulevard. That's like Coors, you know, silver bullet. Nowhere on that does it say uh, drink responsibly or this product contains alcohol, which, which can cause liver damage or, uh, you know, this is a habitually forming product possibly for some people or 2,000 2, kids, 20,000 kids die every year from alcohol-related deaths. None of that. None of that. It just says beer, Coors, Coors, silver bullet. It's a normal societal thing. It's just a normal societal thing. Could you imagine Governor, <laughs> Governor, I can't even pronounce his name if I'm not looking at it, Raja Krishnamurthy. Could you imagine Governor, Governor, Congressman? Hi. First of all, let's stop talking and stay hydrated so I can collect my thoughts. Could you imagine how popular the decision of Raj, Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy Krishnamurti, Krishnamurti, Raja Krishnamurti, if he wasn't going after vaping, but he was going after liquor and alcohol, and he was on the same platform, and that's the platform he's using now, it's not even his kids. He's just worried about everybody else's kids. He's like, I see these kids vaping, and I think about my kids, and I need to protect them. Why don't they pass the parent your goddamn children law? Where if a kid's vaping, then the parents get in trouble. <laughs> you know, the parents pay a fine for the kids vaping because what their kid's doing is actually illegal. Is actually illegal. They'd never go after alcohol. They couldn't possibly go after alcohol. They would, they would never go after alcohol. Uh, so here we are again. Uh, Nab Nabil. Uh, much love to everyone and to you, Nick. I respect differing opinions and it's nice to hear other views. Yeah, absolutely. That That is the greatest thing that anybody has ever super chatted to me. Um, much love and respect, obviously. Um, I, I love differing opinions. It's why I follow certain people on social media to get those different opinions, you know? point of views that I haven't heard or really never maybe thought about before. And that doesn't mean that we can't be respectful of each other and disagree on some things and then have a conversation about those things maybe that we disagree on, you know, just a conversation. I'm not being accusatory and I'm not saying yes, a nicotine cap is the only way to go or no, a nicotine cap would be detrimental to the vape industry and it would infringe on our freedoms and things like this. If we end up with a nicotine cap, I'll comply. That's fine. A nicotine cap. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way to fight it. I would just rather not see it in place in the first place. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. And, and I'm sorry that I can't ever get your name correct. Nabil. Nabil. That's what I'm going with. Nabil. Of course, he got away with saying that, says Southern Comfort. His little brother, Fredo, works at CNN. Those Dems get away with saying anything and flat out lying. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think that he knew that he couldn't lie right there because that would have been worse. If he, if someone had posed the question, uh, Governor Cuomo, uh, are, uh, is vaping any better than smoking? Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yeah. 
And he had said, is vaping better than smoking? No. He, he would have been just tarred and feathered. I, he, it, in that moment, you can tell. It looks like in his head, he's just, do I lie? <laughs> what do I do here? Technically, yes. But so what? What if he had just said no? I mean, would he have been the first politician in the history of America to have lied? Probably not. Uh, Duggar, isn't it ironic that Cuomo blasted Trump because he didn't have enough ventilators for COVID patients and then bans products that keeps people off of them? Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't gonna, yes, that is ironic. If that's the word we're gonna use, it is very ironic. And I wasn't gonna bring this up because it's just a little passing footnote, but um, California, Gavin Newsom, my, my governor, Gavin Newsom, he, they're doing the same thing. We've got flavor ban coming, statewide flavor ban. And in addition to banning uh, flavors, you know, because MSA, you know, we, we're cutting in. We're cutting into that MSA money. Uh, the state of California is asking the federal government for $1 trillion. Yeah, $1 trillion. Some of that $1 trillion is going to be used to police and enforce like the black market that he himself created. So they're, they're going to ban flavors in California, which of course is going to open up an, a huge illicit black market. And then they're asking money from the federal government to police the black market that they created. What kind of weird fucked up government spending nonsense is that? Why on earth would you create this huge black market and then ask the federal government for more money in order to contain and police the black market that you created by banning flavors? California, that's the most California shit ever. Anyway, didn't want to spend too much time on Gavin, Gavin Newsom. Um, before we get to Congressman Raj, I, I don't know. Let's just talk about Congressman Raj real fast. Let's just talk about Congressman Raj real fast because what he wants to do is he wants the FDA to ban all vaping. Ban all vaping. Wants it all gone. He says, he says, because of COVID, right? Even though, you know, there's no evidence that exists um, on earth that shows that vaping makes COVID worse in any capacity, but he, he doesn't stop him. Lie, number one. No evidence of that. No evidence of that. He wants to, to rib, rid the market of all electronic cigarettes and all vapor products. And he's saying because of COVID, right? Not just because of COVID, but he also says, you know what else he brings up? Evoli. Yeah, those 48 deaths still riding strong with Congressman Raja Krishnamurti. Still riding strong on the, standing on those graves for as long as he can as long as he possibly can in order to rid the market of vaping. And it's not that he wants the FDA to rid the market of vaping. He actually wants the FDA to break the law and just deny all of the PMTAs. That's, that's his solution. He said, no vapor, no vaping company should be 
a PMTA. No vapor company should be approved by the FDA. I want the FDA to just decline every PMTA that comes in. Basically saying, I want the FDA to break the law. I want the FDA to break the law so that even though my kids know about vaping and they're not vaping, um, other, other worse parents whose kids are vaping, they need to be protected at any cost, at any cost. He still, still cites the lung injuries. He's formed an anti-youth vaping caucus between him and some other, you know, who, who else? Dick Durbin. Yeah, the Dem from Illinois, definitely. Republican Peter King of New York. Ooh, Illinois and New York. I mean, he knows that all the MSA payments are publicly available, right? Like, he knows that we can see how much money Illinois has raked in from the master settlement agreement. And it's kind of a little bit transparent if you're banning the competition to cigarettes in your state. So you got Peter King of New York, Dick Durbin from Illinois, anti-youth vaping caucus. Yeah. Krishnamurthy's mission to take on Big Vape. Remember Big Vape? Remember when the American Lung Association coined Big Vape? <laughs> yeah, that turned out to be a whole lot of nothing. Krishnamurthy's mission to take on Big Vape comes as an outbreak of vaping-related diseases has swept the U.S., sickening almost <laughs> 2,000 people across 50 states and killing 48 people. Definitely. That's, that's your, you know what? I'm, I'm really coming around Krishnamurthy. You're right. Those 48 deaths are unacceptable considering that literally tens of millions of vapors over the course of the last 11 years have been using these products with, with no death, with no lung injuries, with no ill side effects. Suddenly, we have a cluster of deaths in the Midwest completely related to contaminated vitamin E acetate THC cartridges. But Raja Krishnamurthy wants to use that to ban vaping. <laughs> Spectacular. Raja Krishnamurthy doesn't care about you. <laughs> He just doesn't. His actions have shown that he, he doesn't. Not only does he not, he, he actively wants you to smoke more cigarettes. He wants to take away your option to not smoke deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. I wish I had some sort of like cool, fun, entertaining bumper where we could be like, here's my douchebag of the week. Just a total piece of shit. Raja Krishnamurthy. Definitely. This is a long article, and there was one spot here that I definitely wanted to read, so I'm just going to try to find it. Talk amongst yourselves just for a second. This will all be edited out in the podcast version. Krishnamurthy's efforts are directed at preventing youth use and addiction. He doesn't give much thought as to whether adults should use e-cigarettes. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy, Krishnamurthy does not care about you or your health or your lungs, because his efforts are directed at preventing youth use and addiction. He doesn't give much thought as to whether adults should use e-cigarettes. Look, 
if we're all cool with that, then we're all cool with that and we can let him continue to be a congressman or we can vape and we can vote and we can get this psychopath out of Congress. That's insane to me. All these policies are gonna age very, very poorly. In fact, I'm gonna go back up to the top of this Time Magazine uh, article. I'm gonna put links down in the description to basically everything I talk about. I did wanna briefly, I guess at the very end here, talk about the uh, the Reason Magazine uh, stream that happened today. Uh, I watched it and I took some furious notes. Took some furious notes and I wanna see what's in those notes because I haven't read them yet. Um, I thought it would be interesting. Um, I thought it would be interesting if we read just a, like two paragraphs from this article, but we replace the word e-cigarettes with harm reduction products. Maybe a little bit more accurate, you know? I've never, I don't call these e-cigarettes. You don't call these e-cigarettes. There's nobody but politicians call these e-cigarettes. I know I said it earlier, okay? I, real, I realized that. I said this earlier. I said e-cigarettes earlier in the stream and I apologize. Nobody calls them, dude, nobody calls them e-cigarettes. Nobody does. Not cannabis users don't call their cartridges e-cigarettes. No vapors call them e-cigarettes. So we're gonna replace that terminology with harm reduction products. Harm reduction products. At a time when Washington, D.C. is paralyzed by partisan gridlock and impeachment hearings, it can be challenging for lawmakers to focus on their day jobs, lawmaking. But Rajna Krishnamurthy, a 46-year-old second-term Illinois Democratic congressman from Chicago suburb of Schaumburg, has won bipartisan support for his efforts to curb young people's use of harm reduction products as their surging popularity perpetuates a health crisis among the nation's youth. Completely changes that paragraph, doesn't it? Krishnamurthy, a father of three, the son of an Indian immigrant, twice campaigned on the premise to strengthen the middle class and grow the economy. But as teen use of harm reduction products skyrockets in recent years, he was confronted with a health problem he found impossible to separate from thoughts of his own family. Kids who vape look like my children, he says. It compelled Krishnamurthy to launch one of the first congressional investigations into teen vaping, into teen vaping and the company most responsible for the surge, Jewel Labs. Going right after Jewel. I have some tinfoil hat theories about Jewel that I'm not gonna get into. Maybe we'll get into those next week. Maybe we'll just go full, full Jewel, full Jewel video next week. Let's talk about nothing but Jewel. The next time you read an article like this uh, in Time Magazine, in your head, just replace the term e-cigarettes with harm reduction products, and that's how crazy these politicians sound. It makes them sound even more out of touch. Make no mistake about it. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy doesn't care about you. He doesn't. He doesn't care about your health. He doesn't care if you smoke yourself to death. He just has to protect the kids from harm reduction products. He just has to protect the kids from reduced harm vapor products. What a noble cause. <sighs> Man. You know, 480 plus thousand adults are going to die this year from cigarette smoking, but that's not a concern of Congressman Raja, not even a little bit. 
said in time. Doesn't even care if adults smoke. Doesn't care if adults use e-cigarettes. It's all about protecting the kids from harm reduction products. Let's take away their bicycle helmets too. So the last thing, ba -ba -da -ba, this went way too long already. Let's, um, let's do some of these super chats right here. And then uh, I do wanna talk about that, uh, that reason panel that I, really great, really, really spectacular. Um, much love to, yes, thank you. Uh, Duggar, uh, Barbara, okay, that was the last one. Uh, new bumper, Grimm's Garbage. Grimm's Garbage, Grimm's Garbage. Come on now. Come on now. So this was, I appreciate that, Barbara. Thank you very much. Um, so this Reason Foundation, the Reason Foundation, and you know, this isn't me trying to, look, I like the Reason Foundation. It's predominantly like a libertarian kind of publication, uh, conservative-leaning Republican publication, and, you know, not Republican, conservative-leaning libertarian kind of publication. And they recently held a virtual panel discussion that I watched today. It happened this morning at 9.30 a.m. It went about an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And it was a virtual panel discussion on vaping and COVID. And on the panel were Guy Bentley. Love Guy Bentley. Didn't know that he was British. That's weird. Didn't know that Guy Bentley was British. When you see Guy Bentley, he just, he doesn't look British. I don't know. Do British people look different? I just didn't get that British feel from him. Turns out he's British. That makes me like him even more. Guy Bentley, director of a consumer free, uh, consumer freedom research and the reason foundation. Um, Sally Sattel, whose name I've been saying wrong this entire time. And I've been talking about Sally Sattel for oh, like two years now. Almost two damn years now. I read one of her articles in one of the very first like vlog live streams that I did. I mean, years ago, right? I've been calling her Sally Sadel, and now I feel dumb because I love Sally Sattel, and apparently her name is pronounced Sally Sattel, and I didn't know that. Go follow all of these people on Twitter. Resident scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. Michelle Mitten was on it. Senior fellow, Competitive Enterprise Institute. And Tim Andrews, who I wasn't familiar with, but he's the executive director of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance. And Tim Andrews, he is a boss. I, In fact, I have a note in here. I have a note in my notes here. Um, it, it just says, I love Tim Andrews. I just wrote it real big. I love, can you, can you see this? <laughs> I love Tim Andrews, wrote that down because as he was talking, I was like, yes, yes, Tim, you get it. Tim gets it. And so basically this was a group of people that are subject matter experts on this, you know, um, the idea of nicotine and uh, harm reduction and smaller government. And these are subject matter experts um, Sally Sattel being, you know, who I can I don't know if I consider her to be like my favorite on the panel. I feel like she's, I feel like she's been in this, she's had the dog in the fight the longest maybe because she's been studying nicotine for a really long time. She's got some great articles out there. There's one published in Forbes. I'll try to find it and put it in the description of this article. Um, but she started off first and, and she basically brought up the idea that, yeah, this is something we've talked about before as well, that uh, smokers are drastically underrepresented in COVID patients. Um, all patients, not just hospitalizations, but underrepresented 
overall, overall in COVID. Curious, right? Nothing you can draw a conclusion from, but it's just curious. She made the point to point out that I really admired and respected that this isn't, uh, you know, this isn't like studies that are set in stone and that nicotine definitely helps Un, you know, when not contracting COVID. This is very like hypothesis forming data. This is the very beginning of the idea that there is something, possibly nicotine, beneficial in tobacco cigarettes that is keeping people from contracting COVID. Like that's the question. And now science is going to go through and utilize the scientific method and come to the, and, you know, gather data and kind of try to like, piece this theory together a little bit. We're at the very, the very infancy stages of this. Um, Farsalinos was apparently the first person to look at this and I had no idea. Constantinos Farsalinos has been uh, around for years and years and years. He's been a staple, staple of e-cigarette research. He's a Greek cardiologist. He's been doing amazing things and I didn't realize he was the first person that looked into this, but he looked into China. He looked at the information that was coming out of China and noticed this first that, wow, Smokers are really, really, really underrepresented in COVID patients, not just hospitalizations, but COVID patients in general. This is one of those things that flies in the face of traditional thinking. And I myself even had a really hard time grasping the idea that smoking or something in cigarettes could actually prevent you from contracting COVID because Traditional logic and traditional, you know, everything we've been taught about cigarettes is cigarettes make everything worse. Cigarettes make your colds worse. Cigarettes make your lungs worse. Cigarettes make your throat worse. Cigarettes make everything worse. So when you think of something like an infectious disease that attacks specifically the lungs, you just assume you're like, smoking's worse, right? There's uh, speculation around what what exactly is happening with nicotine, and again. These are just my like crudely scribbled notes. I've got a few pages of it. I, I'm gonna try to find a replay so that everybody can watch it and I'll try to find that link and put it down in the description. Um, we're not gonna get to talk about PAVE. We're gonna save that for next Tuesday. Someone remind me on like the Yo-Yo Discord <laughs> that I'm supposed to talk about PAVE next week. And so, you know, this is stuff that's been thrown around, the AC2 receptors, that nicotine could block these receptors, prevent your body from creating that cytokine storm that happens when your body sort of overreacts, you know? And a lot of times, it's not necessarily the disease that's going to kill you, it's the way that your body reacts to the disease. And the cytokine storm is a big thing that happens when, you're, when your body overreacts to COVID, there's, they're postulating that it could be nicotine that blocks those sort of receptors. And she made it very, very clear, very, very clear, don't go smoke cigarettes, right? Nobody go smoke cigarettes. She tried to, I mean, really drive that point home. Nobody go smoke cigarettes. She said, if you want to do something, you can vape or do nothing or something else less harmful, snooze. She threw the word snooze out there. Snooze is harm reduction. Vaping is harm reduction. Um, she was talking about how uh, she thinks that doctors who are treating COVID patients who are smokers or who are vapors should let them have nicotine still because being sick with COVID 
and going through nicotine withdrawal would be much more detrimental. She said, if COVID patients are getting admitted to the hospitals, the doctors should be giving them nicotine replacement therapies at the very least to prevent them from going into nicotine withdrawal. And basically what she came down to is that uh, the public news media is still very much, very much vilifying nicotine because they don't understand the idea of clean nicotine divorced from burning combustible tobacco. This is just a fairly new thing. I'm just hoping it takes people time to come around to it. But the idea, I mean, it's not new to us, right? Because we've been vaping and it's probably not new to Sally Sadel because she's smart. She's smart and wonderful and, and, and articulate. I just, she's my favorite. I love Sally Sattel. She's just the best. They're still vilifying nicotine. And next up, uh, we had Tim. And Tim went, Tim has, Tim has been spending years of his life, Tim Andrews. And I'm gonna try to track down all of these Twitters, get them all in the description of this video. All the links that I talk about, they're all gonna be in the description of this video. Tim has been uh, critical of the World Health Organization for years. This is part of discrediting the myth-making machine. Trump's out there on a tear about the World Health Organization, rightfully so. COVID failures, vaping failures, uh, the World Health Organization, because of their misinformation, they're actively keeping smokers smoking and actively keeping smokers dying. The World Health Organization, this is an example that Tim threw out there, and last week we were really, yes, Sally Sattel, kick it. I want, can I could, you think I could interview her? Do you think she would come on this show and I could interview her? I should really try that. I didn't even think about that. I wonder if I could get her as a guest via like uh, Skype or something like that. I think that would be great. One of the examples, and you know, last week we were really critical of the World Health Organization, really critical of the World Health Organization. And Tim threw this, threw this out there. Um, the World Health Organization is just, their credibility is just lost and lost and lost and lost and lost and lost and lost. And the big example that he threw out there amongst dozens of examples he threw out there, but the one that really stuck with me is the World Health Organization praising the North Korean nutrition program. One more time, World Health Organization, which gets a lot of its funding from yours and my taxes, our taxes help fund the World Health Organization, praise the North Korean nutrition program for keeping down obesity in the country. Keeping down obesity in the country. And North Korean has, you know, starving citizens that are literally starving to death, but they're getting praised by the World Health Organization for keeping down obesity in the country. Crazy. He was talking about how the World Health Organization and the CDC kind of made this shift from communicable diseases to non-communicable stuff. So communicable diseases, things like COVID, right? Big, sudden threats to our nation and world's well-being were getting ignored while the CDC and, and, and World Health Organization focused on things more like, you know, obesity, non-communicable diseases. They keep pushing plain packaging. They keep pushing higher taxes for tobacco products, even though those are demonstrably, you know, unreliable. They have zero effect 
less than zero effect. And I experienced this when I was in New Zealand as well, the plain packaging or like the shocking packaging. You just look right past it. You stop seeing it. After the first shocking time you see it, you go, God, what is that? Diseased lungs? Ugh. Well, anyway. Light up your cigarette. The eighth, 10th, 12th time you pick that up, you don't even look at it. You just open it, you light your cigarette, it doesn't even matter, you don't even care. Plain packaging, shocking packaging, that's what the World Health Organization pushes and it doesn't work. Demonstrably doesn't work, but they're doubling down. They just double down on that rather than admit, hey, this tactic we've been using for a real long time that we thought was really effective, turns out it's not as effective and it's not actually helping anybody quit tobacco cigarettes. So we're gonna scrap that, we're gonna go back to the drawing board and we're gonna try to you know, be a better organization moving forward and do something more effective. It requires the World Health Organization to swallow their pride a little bit and maybe admit that some of their policy might have been detrimental to health instead of actually helping public health. Craziness. Tim's, apart from Sally Sadel, Sally Sattel, sorry, uh, Tim was just the most impressive. I, I loved the crap out of this. World Health Organization likes to silence their critics. That's something we've known for a long time. Uh, uh, yeah, I just wrote, I love Tim Andrews. Blatant misinformation. Uh, he brought up things like um, when the World Health Organization was talking about vaping, everybody remembers this, and the World Health Organization even went so far as to say that vaping is worse for you than burning combustible tobacco cigarettes, which is a complete and total lie. They made the assumption, you know, they made the claim that <laughs> e-liquid was poisonous and it would burn your skin if it touched you and it's highly flammable. Just no wrong lies. That's a lie. That's definitely a lie. The World Health Organization wants to keep people scared and keep people smoking. That's the way I heard it from Tim Andrews. Uh, that's spectacular. And man, well, I wrote this down. I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would have fleshed this out a little bit. I just wrote March second heat not burn products. Don't know what that was. March second heat not burn products. Damn. I wish I had taken better notes. Wish I had taken better notes. Michelle Mitten was also on it. Michelle Mitten had uh, a lot of great stuff to say. Michelle Mitten really spoke to how things are in the United States as far as tobacco control and things like that. Um, she mentioned the Evoli and how at the beginning of Evoli, it was called VAPI because they called it vaping associated pulmonary injuries. And then later changed that terminology to Evoli, which was e-cigarettes or vaping associated lung injuries. For some reason, they just changed it and they continued using the vaping messaging even though it wasn't vaping. It wasn't nicotine vaping. We all know now that it was, right, contaminated vitamin E, acetate, you know, THC cartridges from the street. But they continued, continued, both the World Health Organization and the CDC continued, continued using that vaping messaging, right? Vaping, vaping, it's vaping, it's e-cigarettes, it's vaping. She brought up the, uh, the, the, this bill in Maryland. <laughs> this bill in Maryland is gonna ban flavors no matter what. And that's crazy to me. So that even, I, and I wasn't aware of this, and this is something I need to look into. Maybe I shouldn't even be mentioning it. But in Maryland, apparently, there's a flavor ban coming in Maryland. And if the flavor ban passes, 
it is more stringent than federal regulations in that even if the FDA approves some flavored vapor products, those flavored vapor products would still be banned in Maryland regardless of what the FDA says. Ivali had zero nicotine vapes. Um, oh, she pointed to, uh, okay, here's where we're gonna end this. Let's end this with adult choice. Let's end this with adult choice. Let's end this with adult choice, you guys. We've been going on and on and on. We've been going on and on and on. I just wanna say, Thank you so much for coming out. You know, Tuesday, bro, Tuesday, it's a little bit ranty. It's a little bit newsy. It's a little bit politically. We get a little bit of cathartic rage sweat going. But all I want to do on Tuesday, bro, Tuesday is report the news as it relates to us and the vapor industry and what matters to us. And that is not fucking smoking cigarettes and letting every smoker quit the way that we got to quit. That's my only mission. So this is, we're going to end this. Um, she brought up, uh, she brought up, you know, Congressman, she didn't bring up Congressman uh, Raj, Raj, Raja Krishnamurti, Raja Krishnamurti. She didn't bring up Raja Krishnamurti, but she mentioned that in South Africa, he wants to do this here. He wants to ban all vaping products in the United States, you know, because of COVID. South Africa, South Africa, during quarantine, during COVID, South Africa banned all tobacco and all booze. Yeah, they did it. And you know what happened? Looting. <laughs> Liquor stores were looted. Tobacco stores were looted. And when people couldn't get cigarettes, they started vaping or they started smoking tea leaves. Tea leaves. This ban had the opposite effect. This ban, they thought they were banning this to, you know, COVID, oh, we gotta protect the citizens, better ban tobacco and alcohol. All that did was hurt public health. That's insane to me. Their ban had the complete opposite effect, which kind of makes you wonder, every ban kind of has the opposite effect. Every ban creates a more dangerous, unregulated black market where people are gonna be rolling up tea leaves and trying to smoke them and rioting and looting liquor stores in order to get their liquor, in order to get their alcohol. On the eve of a real crisis, the CDC lost credibility because of how they handled Evoli. This is and will always be, in my opinion, about adult choice. We have to find a way to defend the use of these products regardless, regardless. It's always gonna be about adult choice. And I think that's where I land on the nicotine argument. I think that's where I land on everything. It's gonna be adult choice. Um, Sally had uh, one of my favorite quotes. I, I didn't write the whole thing down, but I'm gonna paraphrase it. Um, and she said what I've been saying for years, and I felt like you know this little bit of a cosmic connection when they're, when she's talking about how they're trying to find all of these real bad things, you know, in vaping. They bring things up like, oh, remember wet lung? Yeah, <laughs> you guys remember wet lung? Remember popcorn lung? You know, brain worms and things like this. Trying to find all these bad things in vaping, and what Sally Sattel, Sally Sattel basically said was. Unless you're comparing it, you know, what compared to what? Vaping on its own compared to fresh oxygen or vaping as it's compared to deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. 
That is the only comparison vaping should ever be made to is it's an alternative, less harmful alternative to deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. That's what we should be comparing it to. God damn it. Okay. I'm all worked up now and that's where we're going to end that. But I'll try to find a link to this reason panel because it was really great and I really want to watch it again. I really desperately want to watch it again. Um, I'll leave some links down in the description to where you can read a little bit more about what I was talking about. Unfortunately, we didn't get to pave. I didn't get to play their, their video. We didn't get to see the Cuomo video. Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yes, but so what? Technically, yes, but so what? But so what? I'm just, from now on, I'm just going to have that Cuomo video on standby. Whenever I need to hydro homie and have a drink, we're going to play the Cuomo video. So uh, we're going to wrap up this here Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. I apologize for going so long. I didn't expect this to go so, so long today. Still, holy crap. But uh, we're going to wrap up this here Tuesday, bro, Tuesday with uh, just the rest of the super chats here. Really appreciate you guys coming out. Really appreciate it. Um, I, I hope that I can get the news to you in a way that makes sense. I tr you know I get really emotionally involved in this just because vaping is so near and dear to me and I've seen how powerful it is. And once you've met people who have come up to you and said, you've saved my life, that that's huge. That that I carry that with me, you know? I see all of these success stories of people who are, you know, 10-year smokers, 20-year smokers, 30-year smokers, 40-year smokers, 50-year smokers who have finally found vaping and they come up to you and they say, thanks to you, I haven't had a cigarette in 10 years. Thanks to you, I haven't had a cigarette in three years. I carry that with me. All of those people I carry with me because Everybody should get to quit smoking the way that we did. And I get really emotional about this, so I'll yell at the news, but I want to be as objective as possible. I want to just put the information out there. I'm not going to tell you how to feel about it. I just want it out there. Cool? Thank you guys for sticking around. Appreciate that. Let's wrap this up with some, uh, with some super chats here. Nick Lasala. Yo, yo, brother. Yo, yo to you, Nick. Preach on, my man. Hooked on Funk, good show again. Proud to be part of the Yo Yo Cool Kid movement. We will always look proudly back on this period one day. Keep it up. Yes, I think we will too. And at the very least, I'm I'm proud as fuck of what we're doing. Like we are, we are changing the world, you guys. Vaping is going to change the world, and we're all a part of it. And you're if you're here, and you're a vapor, you're advocating, and you're doing it, and you're helping, and it's it's a revolution. We're all going to look back on this and feel really proud. And I feel really proud every time I hear someone quit smoking with vaping, regardless of if it, whose videos they watched, whatever products they use. If someone quits with vaping, fucking A, that's why we do this. That's why we do this. Josh, very gracious of you. Hope you're feeling better, Grim. Much love. I appreciate that. I'm feeling pretty good these days. Mike Burr, very gracious of you. Thank you, Nick, for everything you do. Look, I appreciate that. It's my pleasure. It's a labor of love. I wouldn't do it if I didn't care. You know, I wouldn't do it if I didn't care. And right now, 
three milligram mango in a reload 26 RTA on top of a UL Soul Keeper. This right here, this is keeping me off of cigarettes, 100%. So I'll say this. Thank you guys, seriously, so much for coming out, so much for watching. Um, I'll see you guys back here again uh, for Thursday, the vlog. I think I'm gonna have a review up tomorrow. Might be that uh, Geek Vape Aegis pod. I'm gonna have a pod video up tomorrow for all the smokers out there. And uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you guys again on Thursday. To all my patrons, yo, yo, I too, y'all see you on the Discord. To everyone else, I love you. Thank you so much for watching. Be excellent to each other, guys, and uh, peace.